Hello and welcome back to Metastation for our special interview with the one and only Lola Flannery, who plays Maddie Griffin on The 100. I'm Erin. I'm an English professor in Mississippi. I'm Claire. I'm a writer in Portland, Oregon. And hello there, Maddie. Or Hi. Actually, Lola, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Are you still at home? Uh, I am. I'm still in Toronto. Ah, nice. Mm-hmm. Are you getting all your school stuff together? Yeah, yeah. School just started like two days ago. Uh, how's it going? It's going awesome. I love it. <laughs> what year are you in? I'm in grade eight. Grade eight. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So do they call it middle school or junior high where you are? Um, Middle school, but I've been going to the same school since I was, well, since like junior kindergarten or pre-K. Yeah. Um, so it's still kind of combined with elementary school. That's how mine was, too. It was all the same building and, yeah. you know... Some of the same classrooms, like the art rooms were the same. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we uh we tried this a few days ago and we <laughs> and our recorder failed. Claire and I like to joke that it's because Allie hates us and uh doesn't, <laughs> yeah. want, doesn't want the hundred oh fans to uh to hear our amazing conversation, so she interfered. <laughs> but this time this time it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it really is true. It's something every single time we record and usually with interviews too, something goes wrong that's never gone wrong <laughs> before in that way. And it never does it ever again. Like oh. it's never the same thing twice. So like the Skype recorder that didn't work last time is like our one like tech thing that's always been foolproof. So then it, of course it was like, now that's what's going to go wrong this time because stupid Allie <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> she's always yep. messing with us. Yeah. Well, this time it's going to work. Yes, we promise. it's going to work. Yes. yes. <laughs> and thank you for making the time to let us take a second run of this, because we really want a chance to have everybody get a chance to hear how delightful you are and <laughs> and all your thoughts. <laughs> um, okay, so let's uh, start at the top. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into acting and when you got started? Well, when I was like about nine, I turned to my mom and said, uh, I think I want to try to start acting just out of the blue. And then my modeling agent at the time found an acting class. And after I think about three weeks of that, I was like, Hey, I really like this and I want to give it a proper shot. So I auditioned for an acting agent and they just said, welcome aboard. And I guess my career just went from there. Nice. So the acting class, what did you, what did you do in the acting class? Do you remember? It was, there was this exercise that I really remember, and there was a box, and there, no, there were two boxes, and one of the boxes had a bunch of pieces of paper with emotions written on one of them, and then the other box had sentences on them, so you would have to choose an emotion, and then you would have to say that sentence, oh. like, emotion. That's, That's really one thing. cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, like, you'd have to you get one sentence that, you know, like, a paper that said sad, and then a sentence that said, like, I want peanut butter and jelly. You'd have to figure out how to say, I want peanut butter and jelly, but sadly. <laughs> Pretty much. That's cool. It was, it was hard, but it was really fun. Yeah, yeah. So then, how did you get the gig on The 100? How did that come about? Well, I had actually just finished filming a movie, and I got really, really, really sick. So when I got set the 100 audition... I couldn't do it because I was that sick. So my agents had to send in a different tape of me. And I mean, lucky enough, they liked me and they called me back and they let me do the actual audition. And then boom, ended the part, I guess. 
Oh, and random fun fact, the scene I the scene that I had to audition with was one of the Charlotte scenes. That's right, you told us that. I think it's cool thinking about like they're similar characters in some ways but different in some ways. So it's just it's interesting to me to think about like, you know, you're playing Maddie and all the things that you bring to Maddie, but like putting that into a a scene with Charlotte is sort of like an interesting kind of dynamic, like a sort of being both of those characters at once. Oh yeah. It was it was hard, but I it was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember which Charlotte scene it was? No, I don't really remember cuz now it was like Two and a bit years ago. Wow. Yeah, I was going to um, be a bit long. Oh, I don't yeah. think I remember. All I remember is that it was Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> You've had so much else to do in between. <laughs> <laughs> so given that, like, for the most part, the majority of the of the scenes that you had in season five where we saw Maddie, most of the work that you did and your scene partners were, were with adults. So I'm just wondering if it's, like, what's the experience like for you of being, like, you know, one of the youngest people on set, having so much of the day-to-day of your work be like, you know, you and then like a whole bunch of grown-ups. Like, was it was it fun? Was it intimidating? Was it stressful? Did you sort of forget after a little while that there was an age difference? Like, what? How how did that kind of all feel for you? Well, most of the projects I've ever done, I'm usually the youngest, so I'm kind of used to it. Um, it. It's not that bad. It's actually super fun because I learn a lot about being in an adult environment, respect, all that stuff. Um, but I do feel like I end up bringing the kid out in the adults and they bring the more adults in me. <laughs> <laughs> there definitely seem to be a lot of adults on the set of The Hunter that have a, a real kind of kid spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's cool that it's a... It's probably a, an educational experience for you too, like even more so than in like in a classroom, just to like what well, you can learn about acting just from being around people who have been doing it for, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, is it nice, though? I mean, you've had a few scenes this season, like the, the sort of um, training with the other novitiates and stuff like that. Was it fun to have other kids on set when you did have kids there? It was fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. And it was a bit of a change since the hundred is, yeah, mostly adults. But yeah. it was totally <laughs> Yeah. Did you guys, like, did you, like, bond with anybody in particular? Out of the kids? Yeah. Well, I think I kind of made a lot of friends. Like, all of them are my friends. Yay! Um, <laughs> I did am. <laughs> Yay, positivity! <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I am friends with, um... Ethan on the hundred. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, I, I sort of wonder because, like, you, you know, he's the one that I, that seems like you probably had to work with the most since you had yeah. like real with scenes the- with him. Yeah. Yeah. And the fight stuff too, like the scenes you guys did together were like pretty intense. So there probably was a lot of like, you know, go really hard, then you take a break and like have to go like blow off steam and run around. <laughs> yeah. That was also super fun. <laughs> was this, you said, I think, when in the interview that is lost in the ethers. So this is the <laughs> first time that the, that you've gotten to do fight training, right? Yeah. I had never done something where I had to do, like, actual fighting. Pew, pew, pew. So <laughs> <laughs> Was it hard? I mean, had you ever done anything like that before? No, never anything like it. Um. It was it was it was a, it was a challenge. Like I got to do stunt preparation and things. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Whole thing, but it was super fun. It was super fun. Yeah, I'll bet. 
And did you, you were saying you had, you had a stunt double for some stuff, but a lot of it, like you did yourself, you were saying, like you trained and like learned it all yourself. Yeah. So in that battle scene between Maddie and Ethan, um, I got to do a bit of it, but mostly the stunt double. Yeah. But I still got to do a bit of it, which is super cool. (laughs) That's still fun that you got to do like some of it. Oh yeah. So much fun. Yeah. (laughs) What was the training process for that like? Well, I think it was, like, a day or two before we filmed the actual scene. Um, we got the stunt coordinator to come in, and we rehearsed a bunch of stunt stuff. Um, I got, I, I was more on, like, associated with stunts since I've never done that stuff before. Yeah. So it was a challenge. It was a challenge. But we did a lot of training, and... I mean, I think it looked very cool. It looked <laughs> it awesome. definitely did, yeah. Oh, definitely. Maddie could definitely <laughs> take me in a fight, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> 100%, yeah. <laughs> How fun was it to watch that scene when you finally got to see it when, like on the screen? It was so cool, and the music with it, oh my god, it's yeah. so bad. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, like, whoa. <laughs> but yeah. I really liked it. <laughs> We've had Tree Adams on on the podcast. We had him on last year and and talked to him about kind of his process too, because it really is amazing. Like when you like for you guys when you see things in dailies or when you're like you know watching it happen like in real time and it's kind of like put together piece by piece. And then when you see it and it's like bum 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 big dramatic action like that must just like completely change how it feels for you guys. Oh yeah, totally. It's really cool to see how all that hard work and effort gets put into that awesome thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, I knew this was going to be cool, but I didn't know it was going to look that cool. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be that awesome. It kind of makes you want like a soundtrack for your everyday life, you know? You're like, (laughs) how much much cooler would it be if I just could walk around with like that music in the background? (laughs) Like super cool background music just for everything you do. Yeah. And then you get, like, some clues about what was going on. Like, you know, if the music suddenly got sinister, you're like, uh-oh, something's about to happen. I know it. <laughs> so was there anybody on set in particular that you were intimidated to meet or to work with before you started or who you were, like, super excited to, to work with before you started? Um, well, I don't think I was super intimidated by anyone. Um, but I was nervous about being brought into, like, a cast family who's had such a long history with each other. But I don't think I was super intimidated by anyone. But one person who ended up being super chill and fun was Lindsay Morgan. She's oh, I bet. hilarious <laughs> and makes fun laugh. She seems awesome. She seems like so much fun. She is. She is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, so, so it was more just a matter of, like, these are a bunch of people who've been friends for a long time and how are you going to fit in kind of thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. And you had mentioned when we talked last time, um, you had mentioned Lindsay as somebody that, um, that you would, that you hope that you get a chance to work with more. Cause you guys only had like the one like scene together in season five, right? Just like that one little yeah. kind of space crew moment. So that was one of the questions that we asked you last time was like, are there, you know, like not without spoilers, like without indicating anything about what's already happened in season six, but just like in a perfect world, what would you want? And that you had said that like space crew and, and Raven in particular are characters that you'd like to see Maddie have more time with, which I totally, we also would love that. <laughs> yeah. Really fun. For she Maddie to work more with um space crew. Yeah. Since they're all so hilarious and amazing. 
It would be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that really is a, it's, a, I mean, they all seem fun, but it's like, that's a particularly fun bunch. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Plus Maddie needs a bigger family, you know, like yes. Clark is great, but she needs, she needs some like fun cousins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And grandparents. Since she needs her grandparents. And grandparents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so speaking of the the tiny family growing into the bigger family, so um, talk to us a little bit about, so you and Eliza, the way that you guys work together, you know, we have this whole six years of this relationship that we only see little snippets of. And then when we meet you guys again, it's this like super established kind of family dynamic. So we're just really interested in like, when you first met Eliza, what was the kind of like work you guys did together? Did you ever sort of like hash out like things you imagined happened or the backstory? How did you guys kind of like work with each other and like click with each other in that first episode? Because so much of that of of Eden is just like just the two of you and about like that bond. Yeah, well, I feel like it almost came a bit naturally um, because my first little while on season five it was just Maddie and Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, so Eliza was mainly the one taking care of me on set. Um, <laughs> so I guess we formed a bond, um, and that helped with explaining Maddie and Clark six years together in Eden. Um, but I don't think we really made up anything or kind of like talked to each other about her past or like their history. But yeah. So it was more just a kind of like the 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 bond that you and Eliza formed because you yeah. were each other's main scene partners. You were always together. That just kind of like naturally sort of informed your performances. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you didn't like really, you know, you didn't sit around going like, okay, like what happens when we go fishing or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think we, I don't think we made any like, histories for them in the six years or anything no i just think it was the natural bond yeah yeah that makes sense it's cool it's actors all have sort of different processes for how that happens like sometimes it's in the moment and sometimes you're like oh i'm gonna map out a whole backstory and then sometimes it's kind of like we're just gonna like go with what we feel so it's always kind of cool to hear like different actors different processes for how that character stuff happens oh yeah (laughs) how about the flame i was gonna ask a similar question uh could you tell us a little bit about, you know, when when the flame goes in Maddie's head and then suddenly she's Maddie, you know, plus commanders. Um, for you, like when you were sort of, you know, working out how to how to be a Maddie plus commanders, like how do you envision the flame working in Maddie's head? And did you get any information from Jason or the writers about that? Or did you just kind of have to go with, you know, like what what was in the script and then kind of work it out for yourself? Or how did that work for you? Well, I don't think I got much from the writers about how it works in Maddie's head, um, except that she can hear the voices of the past commanders from the fame. Mm-hmm. I personally like to think that it's like the past commander's spirits are inside the flame, and that's where they go when they die, and the spirits are the things that are speaking to Maddie. I mean, yeah. that's what I like to think. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so do you think, like... uh like, are they just sort of, like, muttering all the time in the background in her head? Or is it, like, they talk to her when she talks to them? Or do you, like, have a sort of a sense? Or or was there a way that you kind of, like, in your mind, you're like, okay, I think this is how that how it works or how she talks to them? Um, I don't know how Maddie would talk to the commanders. 
I think it's me. I think it could be Maddie's spirit too. I mean, I mainly like yeah. to think that it's the flame with the spirits of the commanders and things yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah. It's all very complicated. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it is indeed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of, of flame and kind of flame mythology, um, something that I, I think is interesting about, you know, how, how Maddie changes as she becomes a commander is to think about, you know, like her parents hid her from the flame keepers because they didn't want this for her. Like this is, this, they didn't want her to have this life. They didn't want her to be put in this position. And, you know, when we meet her, she has this like deep, deep fear of like the flame keepers as being evil and terrifying. So I'm just wondering for you, how do you feel like, you know, did that shape like her experience of being commander, the kind of commander she wants to be, you know, how afraid she is of the flame or afraid of Gaia or afraid of this life. Like, just kind of how do you feel like that part of her past is still sort of like present with her? Well, you can definitely see her past fear of the flame keepers and the flame, especially when Gaia shows the flame to Maddie. Mm-hmm. But I think Maddie has kind of now accepted herself as the commander and she no longer sees the flame as a threat, if that makes sense. Yeah. But once <laughs> she has it, she, like, she knows what it is and what it isn't, I guess, once she's sort of yeah. experienced it. She more understands what it is and that it's no longer a threat. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that, and Gaia's a different kind of flame keeper, too. Like, Gaia's not Titus. She's, like, has a very different sort of approach to it. So maybe, like, meeting a flame keeper who's not you know, as terrifying as, like, little child Maddie sort of grew up believing that they were. Like, maybe yeah. that's part of it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gaia had a different approach to it than the scary flame campers. <laughs> <laughs> Which are the sort of, like, the boogeymen, you know, mm-hmm. like, coming yeah. in the night. I imagine kind of that being how her parents would have would have told her they were like, but obviously that's <laughs> not that's not what's actually happening now. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, this is kind of more of like a fun question. Um, if Maddie had access to 21st century media, like let's say that the Elysia ship has this database of all of the, you know, movies and TV shows and music and books and things from the 21st century, what would her favorites be? Like favorite TV show, favorite movie, that kind of thing. Well, I love this question, and I really like it. Um, but I think Maddie would really dig warrior cats, since in that series there are, like, different clans of cats, like there are crews, and each have their own leader, and they all go into battle. Um, I love the series, and I think Maddie would, too. And I imagine Maddie listening to Sweet Dreams by the Eurythmics, and movie-wise, I think Maddie would like Guardians of the Galaxy and Fight Club. <laughs> it just warms my heart to hear Eurythmics on this list because like I love them so much and I also love that like they're still so cool that a 12 year old loves them <laughs> that makes me feel really I happy I love them they're so good <laughs> plus I feel like it feels very uh, it feels like a very appropriate song given that Maddie's been in cryo sleep for 125 yeah. years so. <laughs> I know this song's really perfect yeah so warrior cats, you said that the cat, the cats have, like, clans and stuff like that in that show? Yeah, they do. Like, there's Thunder Clan, uh, Wind Clan. There's a bunch of different clans of cats. Okay. I got really warrior cats. <laughs> <laughs> so which, which clan from warrior cats do you think Maddie would be a part of? 
Whoa, that's a loaded question. Wow. <laughs> huh. Oh, my God. Woo, this got my brain gears working. I don't know. Ooh, we stumped her. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like, ooh. I feel like Maddie could create her own clan. I don't think she belongs in a certain clan by yeah. Warrior Cats. I think she yeah. would create her own clan. That makes sense. That's I think that sounds like yeah. Maddie. That sounds like Maddie. Yeah. She's kind of mm. like, she's not really a sort of like, okay, I'm going to come in and accept everything that you say to me kind of girl. She's a little bit more like, nope, I have my own set of like values and what I think is right and yeah. wrong. And yeah. Plus then she could be the head of her own clan. Exactly. She could be the commander. <laughs> Ooh. What would you call it? Oh, what would she call it? Perhaps Space Clan. No, Ooh. no. Ooh. That's already, yeah, no. Huh. Okay. Uh, well, I suppose you could call it Shallow oh. Valley Clan, right? Since that's what Shallow, that's Yeah, I guess. Oh, that could be a thing. Yeah. That could, yeah. Hmm. So That's really, but you know, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, tell me this. Have you seen Fight Club? Yes, I have. And it you was have. so good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would not have been allowed to watch Fight Club when I was 12. No, but. I was thinking that too. <laughs> <laughs> but and there's so many twists in that movie like oh my god so that's not real okay <laughs> i got confused for a lot of fight club yeah well i mean it is like you know you yeah. get to the end and you're kind of like wait what just happened to me <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh did you watch it with your parents Do your parents know that you've seen it my my uncle watched it with me. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, gotcha. Uh-huh, it was one of his All favorite right. movies. We don't want like, to get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you, okay, so so for Guardians of the Galaxy and Fight Club, why why do you think that those would appeal to Maddie? Well, Fight Club mainly because Maddie's a little badass warrior. And okay. <laughs> um, Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe so... Well, obviously because of space crew and all that. Yes, stuff. right. Mm-hmm. I feel like she would have an interest in those sort of things, that sort of genre, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like space adventures would be right up her alley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think, so who would her favorite Guardian of the Galaxy be, do you think? Hmm. I mean, I love Star-Lord and Groot. <laughs> Maddie probably, Maddie would probably like Gamora. Because mm-hmm. she's a badass female person. so That's kind of what I, I was that, thinking. I, I would like Gamora. I was leaning Gamora, too. Yeah, I was leaning Gamora. Gamora is, like, mm-hmm. uh, in some ways, a little bit like Clark, so I could see her kind of, yeah, you know. Like a strong of... female character? Exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but oh, I yeah. could also see her really loving Groot, because who doesn't love Groot? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't love Groot. <laughs> love Groot. Groot. <laughs> <laughs> You know what this this conversation reminds me of, Erin? You know what question we haven't asked anybody in a really long time since we talked to Suchin? Um, oh, yeah. Our iconic meditation question. <laughs> which right. is Would you like to ask it? You may ask it. Okay. So here's our iconic question. If Maddie had a favorite My Little Pony, which huh. pony would it be? Hmm. We used to ask this to everybody. <laughs> okay. I know their colors. There's a purple one, and uh-huh. then there's Pinkie Pie, and then there's the orange country one, and then there's the fashion one, and then there's is there another one? 
I think there's another one. There's the 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 main one, the rainbow one. No, it's the purple one. Isn't it? That's there? the purple one. That's yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, hmm. huh. Yeah. I so I know, and that the orange one is Applejack. Oh right. I only yeah. know Pinkie Pie. Okay, I don't know so the other one. The fashion one is named Octavia. If that makes a difference. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that? Wait. Really? Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> for real. <laughs> Wait, is that a joke? No, it's not a joke. It's true. She's 100% serious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. If Maddie was to be... Huh. I mean, probably the main leader purple one, because she's, the, like, the main, I guess, quote-unquote, commander horse pony. Right, right, right. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes, um, yes. Hmm. That's a really strange and interesting <laughs> question. <laughs> but yeah, I would have to say the purple one, because she's the main, like, leader one, commander one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good answer. <laughs> we, uh, we asked Sachin that question when we interviewed him the first time. And it turned out that he is friends with the person who sings the uh, My Little Ponies theme song. Like, on really? the TV show. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. We were like, oh, my God. We, like, did not expect him yeah. to have oh my God. any response to that question. And then it turned out that he yeah. actually knew somebody who does a voice. So that was pretty cool. He was, cool. like, remarkably well-informed <laughs> on the ponies. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Hilarious. So switching gears back to this show and away from cartoon shows. <laughs> so tell us about a couple of the scenes over the course of season five that you were the most proud of, either like ones that were really, really difficult or ones where you got to do something really cool or um, ones that you thought like gave the audience like a really clear picture of like, this is who Maddie is or just things that were fun. Like just some kind of like a couple different highlights of, of what the like, the experience was like for you? Well, I'm actually super proud of that one scene with Maddie and Octavia where Maddie leads her people to battle and screams, charge! Um, <laughs> I really like that one. Um, another scene that I'm really proud of, which I can only say partially because I didn't do all of it, was the fighting scene with Maddie and Ethan. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't get to do all of the stunts, but... For the parts that I did get to do, I really like that one. <laughs> that's really, I mean, like, that's, you know, I, I feel like learning the stunt stuff is like, it's like learning a dance, which like, if you're not, if you're not used to memorizing those kind of really precise movements, like, that's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It was crazy. It was hard, but it also turned out super cool. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. It turned out super great, but it's like a, it's, yeah. a, it's like a new skill, you know, it's not the same as memorizing lines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So the charge thing, when you yelled charge, did the people actually, like, run up from behind you, like, when you yelled it? Yeah, they did. That's so cool. Ran <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> out. So cool. It must, but, yeah. it must have felt so powerful. Like, all I do is I yell did. one word, and then all these so people go, like. <laughs> I know. I felt so cool. That. <laughs> it's the little things, you know? <laughs> yeah. The little things. I just felt super cool. <laughs> and that was in was that in Trigetta slang? Did you have to learn a lot of Trigetta slang? Oh yeah, I it was oh my gosh, that was probably one of the hardest things that I had to do. Yeah. Like 
hands down so hard <laughs> because you also have to know what it means. Mm-hmm. Like you have to know what you're saying and then you have to like memorize the pronunciation. And then I got scared yeah. that I'm pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That was hands down the hardest thing that I had to do, probably. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of like, and you have, because you have to be delivering it like it's natural for Maddie, but then you're just yeah. sort of like, these are meaningless sounds. Right. <laughs> but I have to say, but like, me, I know, don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard, I mean, like, I've heard other interviews with the rest of the cast saying the same thing that it's super hard and nobody knows how it's supposed to sound. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you just like, am I saying the wrong word? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but it's cool though, you know. Like it's kind of yeah. cool that you get to, you know, it like, is definitely. yeah, speak yeah. this made up language. <laughs> yeah, it always comes out great on screen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do you study a foreign language at school? I do. I um I started French because the school that I go to is French immersion. So ah. basically, pre K, I've been doing French. And then in grade one, my school introduces Mandarin. Oh, cool. Ooh, is, cool. But I am not confident in my Mandarin. The only thing I can say confidently is burgers, which is Han Bao Bao. Other than that, other than that, I cannot have a full conversation in Mandarin. <laughs> hey, that's important. You get to yes. China and you're hungry, you know, like. Yep. That is that'll a good <laughs> Bow bow. <laughs> so are you fluent in French then? Do you do you speak French at school? Uh yeah. So like ninety percent of my studies are in French at the school. Um Oh wow. So yeah, I'm I'm confident in my French. I would say that I'm fluent in French. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Super cool. Have you ever been to France? Um, I have been to France with my grandparents and my mom. Um I think we've gone more than once. It's so beautiful there. I'm so I just, jealous. I love it. It's I've never amazing. been to France. I've been to England and Germany and Italy and Austria, Ooh. but I haven't been to France. And like, uh, I'm dying to go. <laughs> it's stunning. It's there's so much lavender there. You get to smell it, and it smells so good. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Oh, Plus, nice. all the bakery, all the like, oh yeah, pastries. Oh and... my gosh. Oh, so, so good. good. And now I'm. Now I'm craving a croissant right now. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> so who are the silliest or the funniest people on set? We talked about Lindsay Morgan, who's hilarious, obviously. Is there anybody else who's, like, just super fun to hang out with? Well, probably the silliest one. Probably Richard. Um, yeah, Lindsay. Um, Bob Sachin. I mean, they're all they're all hilarious. I love them all. They're goofballs. They are. <laughs> Do you guys play pranks on each other? No, but that's a really good idea. <laughs> play a prank on them. Oh my gosh. I yeah. Oh my gosh. Now I need to play a prank on them. Yes. You need to have a prank war. Yes, you do. Yes. You do need to have a prank war. Oh my yes. gosh, prank war sponsored by MetaStation. This is our best idea we've ever had. <laughs> yep. Let it be oh known. So if like if Sunshine comes back to his trailer and it's all covered in like shaving cream or something, that was our idea. We gave it to her. I'm gonna use <laughs> you know those that cheese in a can thing. Yeah, spray yes. it all over. Yes, yeah, yes, perfect, Brilliant. perfect. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, such a good idea. <laughs> 
I'm so excited for this. Yes. <laughs> I come from a very prank intense family. So if you ever need any ideas, DM me and I Ooh. will like toss you lots of suggestions. My parents were sort of famous in college for being like the pranksters of their friends. And so I grew up like really? hearing all the stories of like the just insane things that they would do. <laughs> like put a, a, a firework in a tube of toothpaste and like lower it outside somebody's window and then it would explode and spray toothpaste all over the window and in their dorm the windows didn't open so it was like you're on the third floor and the window doesn't open so there's no way to clean it so you just have like an explosion of toothpaste on your window forever (laughs) okay but i kind of love that i kind of love and here's a simpler this is even simpler so you take like a um like a brown, like a lunch bag, like a small brown paper bag. And you fill yeah. it with shaving cream. Okay. And then somebody's like in a room with the door closed and the door has like a little like crack at the bottom. So you like kind of, you, you press close like the mouth of the bag and you stick the mouth of the bag underneath the door. Um, and then hmm. you stomp on it and then the, sh- the shaving cream like explodes everywhere. <laughs> So those are just like a couple of tips <laughs> from my family. Like, if any if any of the cast members complains about having shaving cream in their trailer, yeah, we will and know who is responsible responsibility yeah. for that. <laughs> we won't tell. We won't tell. They can wonder, and then we'll reveal like when season six, like the finale of season six, we will reveal who the prankster is. Oh my god, that's oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I take full responsibility for any shaving cream in the trailer. <laughs> and you're a kid, so they can't be mad. This is kind of perfect. No one's going to yell at you. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, well, keep us posted, because I'm very invested yeah, I in will. Now. There's also Frank the Ford? classic, you know, if someone's taking a nap on set, you can always do the classic where you fill their hand with shaving cream, and then you tickle their face with a feather, <laughs> and then they, like, wipe shaving cream <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, classic! Oh, that's good too. It's oh, yeah. total classic, and you yes. could—I bet, like you—you know—if like—if like Bob is asleep, you could get—you could totally get Richard to help you with that for sure. Oh, yeah. oh I could totally. Oh, sure. yeah. My god! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, if you ever—I don't know this—because you guys are on trailers so much, this one might not might not apply. But if you're ever in like a place where there's like a kitchen sink. And the sink has one of those faucets that has like a spray nozzle. If you like push the little lever down, you know, like you turn yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was, this was my dad did it to this to us all the time when we were growing up, like every April Fool's Day. If you rubber band that thing down, then the second okay. you turn on the faucet, it sprays out the spray nozzle right into your face. Oh, and people never and like no one ever checks for it. Like I, you would never like go look and be like, oh, make sure that this thing is rubber banded before I turn the water on. So like, yeah. like every morning, April Fool's Day, we would like, you know, like whoever was the first person to try to like get a glass of water in the morning would get like sprayed in the face. Well, my dad just like laughed and laughed. and laughed. Oh. So so if you ever see a sink like <laughs> that, is, oh, like if there's like, oh. a kitchen on set or whatever, like keep that in the back of your head because that is like it's simple. It's efficient. It's just water. So like no one gets hurt, but it works every time. That's perfect. I love <laughs> You'd it. You'd also just do it to your mom or your, do you have siblings? <laughs> I I don't have siblings that live in the house with me, but okay. I could do it on my mom. I could so do it on my mom. You could do yes. it on your mom. For totally sure. do it to yes. your mom. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Sasha. <laughs> She's so nice to us. We're, we're like such a bad influence. <laughs> Water 
in the face spray. They're my meditation. Anyway. <laughs> back to questions. Yes, back to questions. Uh, <laughs> so what's your favorite part about being an actor? Um, Probably just that I get to play make-believe for a living. That is pretty cool. <laughs> I, I would have been really jealous of you when I was growing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it is super fun. Yeah. Yeah. With, like, the swords mm. and the costumes <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. It's totally just a giant game of make-believe. Is there anything totally. that, um, like, you know, when when you were imagining doing it when you started out versus versus actually being a working actor, is there anything that, like, surprised you or that's very different from what you had, ex- had expected it to be like? Well, I did realize, like, as soon as I got started, that it is a job and there is a balance between having fun, goofing off, and taking it seriously as mm-hmm. a job. Yeah. So there does be a low balance. Yeah. That's one thing that I wish. But, yeah. And I suppose, like, you know, you can't waste a lot of time because that costs money, and so you have to be sort of, like, aware of of that sort of thing. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Uh, do you like it better than modeling? I feel like I like acting better than modeling because it's more like interactive modeling is the standing taking a picture but acting you actually get to be on there do these things like yeah be active in it you know does that make sense and no it totally makes sense seems like there's also probably more variety because you get to like like you said you get to pretend to be different people instead of yeah yeah Mm -hmm. you know changing outfits just changing outfits or whatever (laughs) not to like disparage modeling necessarily because I think it's like it's harder than it looks but uh yeah yeah it does seem like acting you might get a little bit more variety Uh uh-huh yeah so um what are some of the things that you Lola that you feel like you've you've learned from Maddie like learned from you know from playing her from who she is ways that you like might want to you know like be more like her think that you are like her one thing that Maddie has taught me is how to hold a gun um, which is actually really hard. It is insanely hard. Um, uh, I learned that the hard way. And basically just how to be badass, I guess. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Definitely. Yeah, that is badass and how to hold a gun. That's another fun thing about, about acting, I feel like, is that you get to learn all these different skills and all these different things for different, like, roles that you play, you know? So, like... For Maddie, you got to learn how to hold a gun. You got to learn how to do a little fighting. And I'm sure, like, for other roles that you've done, you've had to learn other, you know, other skills or other things. Oh, yeah, definitely. You get to just, like, be a whole new person. Yeah. So it's like, it's always, you know, it's always something different. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, um, I think it's almost 9 o'clock your time on a school night. So we should probably probably let you go. (laughs) Sad as that is. (laughs) Thank you for taking the time to talk to us again. This was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Don't be silly. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) It's been a pleasure. I'm so so glad we got to do this both times. Yeah, me. And I'm especially glad that this time everyone's going to get to hear it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's going to work. Yes. This time it's going to work. And we're so excited to, to see you in season six. And then hopefully maybe we'll try to have you back at the end of that season. And then we can talk about like all the new, like whatever's going to happen with Maddie in the next season also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all and, I can uh, say. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that very good. See, that you've, <laughs> you've learned the spoiler safe way yep. of talking about things. It's a safe way of spoiler talking. Yep. yep. <laughs> sure will be exciting. Oh yeah. <laughs> very very smart. <laughs> All right. Well, bon nuit. Bon nuit, merci. Merci beaucoup. Thanks so much, Lola. You're the best. Thank you. Bye. Bye.